Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another amazing episode of the College Maisie podcast. As always, we have Tim and Emily, but no Ben. As always. Hi, guys. Today, we're going to be doing a brief discussion on how to find and apply to internships. We already did an internships episode, but this is more focused on the application process of it. Um, So question of the day. Did anybody think of one? Uh-oh, we're professionals. Okay. Um, I, do have- I think I could have one. Okay. Okay, I asked him this earlier, but what type of uncle are you? Or would you be? Tim is an uncle, that's why I said. Aunt or uncle. Aunt or uncle, yeah. I would be the uncle that gives a lot of technology-related gifts or maybe video game gifts to his nephew. It makes the parents feel bad. They're like, crap. Yeah. <laughs> the uncle's cooler than this. me. Yeah. And also, I'd, I'd play sports with my um, nephew or niece. I hope to be the fun uncle that always has candy um, and always has like little treats around, especially when they're young. Uh, as they get older, hopefully just like the fun one, uh, that they can like talk about anything with. Um, but definitely with the younger ones, like my nephews and niece are very young still. So I just try to always have like candy whenever they come or fun little gifts that make them excited. But definitely remember when they get older too. For sure. So it'll pay off when they're older and they're. I'll still be the fun uncle, even if I don't have to put in work to be it. That is true. So we're going to flip it on you, Emily, now. What kind of uh, aunt would you be? So I asked my family this, because one day we were just talking about it. And they said that I would definitely be the cool aunt who, like, whenever they get older and they start dating, like, they would come to me and, like, tell me about, like, their boyfriends or who they have a crush on. Um like come to me for advice and be like, don't tell mom, but what do I do? So I thought that was funny. I have a question though. Would you tell mom? Yeah, I would tell mom, (laughs) but I would make sure that they don't tell their kid. If that makes sense. Cause there wouldn't be anything like life or death that I shouldn't tell her. I could see you as the aunt that always wants their niece or nephew to like start their own business and be like, like what do you what are you passionate about and they'd be like oh i'll help you start your business like at a really early age i know i know i definitely would i mean i really like even with my brother i'm always pushing him and like trying to see him start something and like kind of get the like the wheels turning because that's what i would want someone to do for me and what people have done in the past so i definitely would do that i could see you being the aunt that writes like the ten thousand dollar check to get them going (laughs) (laughs) their first investor yep so tim what do you have to do with the content the content what you know the content what about content i'm so confused (laughs) how i know you i'm referring to a video (laughs) what (laughs) (laughs) okay guys how to find and apply for internships wait no no, hold on before we get (laughs) <laughs> gotta dish out the content oh for that like one. before you start anything you have to dish out the content and tim said that 
You got to get it out there. Yeah. How do you not know what I'm talking about? I, I think I know which video you're talking about, but like... <laughs> no, no, I... Continue, Emily. I <laughs> no idea what you're talking about. Okay. So today we talked about um, how to find and apply for internships. Um, we're all college students and we found that internships are super important um, to kind of figuring out if you're happy with your major, with your future career. We spoke about this in a previous episode, so definitely go check that out if you haven't seen it already. But um, I guess step one would be building a resume and setting yourself apart. Um, this goes for any major, any job. That's where I would begin. And what sets you apart from others on your resume? Uh, what sets me? Wow, I should know a quick answer to that. Um, I try to have hard skills in there. So, um, instead of soft skills, like, or I'm a well-organized person, I have on there, um, my experience with Excel and with R, uh, which for any of the viewers who don't know what R is, it's a, uh, statistical programming language, uh, that is slowly replacing Excel. Um, I also have a lot of leadership experience on there. Um, something really interesting that I, I recently put on is I was tutoring kids over Zoom during the pandemic who were falling behind. I think that that, as far as a volunteer, um, what do they call it? Volunteer activities. That stands out a bit because everybody lived through it. And then as far as work, I don't have a ton of job experience on my resume. So this is an important podcast for me also. Oh. You've done a lot of research, right? And I think that sets you apart. True. Um, I have the relevant course section. I think that that's important for a lot of people. A lot of people don't have that. Um, so if you've done any research in a class, definitely include it. Uh, so one class that Scott's actually taking next semester, I got to present to the Federal Reserve. And that was a great experience and we did a ton of research on current macroeconomic policy. Um, so that's in there. And for a lot of majors like economics, political science, um, a lot of data driven majors, I think it's really important to have that research on there and those uh, presentations if you've done any. Yeah. So I don't have any like research on my resume uh, in particular, but when I did go on my, um, my interview, I was able to reference my, uh, the paper I wrote in behavioral economics on um, status quo bias with smartphone buying decisions, which mm -hmm. I worked so much on that project during last fall semester, wrote an entire paper, did in so much research, read so many academic papers um, and then present it in front of everyone. So research definitely helps. If, if it's not on your resume, at least bring it up in your interview. Definitely. Um, something I struggled with was having a headshot. Um, I had my senior picture and that works fine. Your graduation picture when you're kind of entering college, um, when you do get to school, um, go to career fairs the first year and they always have LinkedIn photo booths, and it seems super intimidating and super awkward. 
but that's your best bet for getting a good professional headshot and it's free. So that's pretty cool. Have you guys How both important that? are those headshots though? Like my LinkedIn, not that I've gotten a job through LinkedIn, but I don't have a headshot. Do people consider those very important? I don't think it is very important because think about it. If we all do that, then all students have the same one, right? Like the same mm-hmm. backdrop with your college name. But if it's your only option, it's better than like a cropped picture of you and your friend and you're standing in the corner or a selfie you took. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mine's do- better than a selfie, but I yeah. hear what you're saying. So it's like it's a safe option if you don't have one. Like mm-hmm. my picture was three years outdated for going back to senior year. So that's why I was excited about it. But if you do have a good picture where you're dressed professionally, um, it's appropriate. You could clearly see your face. It's like head on. Then I don't think you have anything to worry about. My my dad took my headshot. Re- I didn't have one for my internship and, the, and they requested I had one. So my dad just took a headshot of me like in a collared shirt uh, up against the wall with his uh, iPhone. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> iPhones no, take good wrong pictures. Is an iPhone 6, so maybe you change your opinion after hearing that. No, great pictures. Better no, than any Android. Say my camera. Maybe it was taken with my camera. I don't know. I can't remember. So, yeah, that's why I think, like, the... I would never pay somebody, like, $25 to, like, professionally take a picture. But the photo booths at career fairs, like, if your school ever has them, definitely recommend. Mm-hmm. Fun fact, never been to a career fair. Really? Really? That makes me cringe. Why? <laughs> I think I, I think I've ended up fine. <laughs> no, you've you've ended up fine. You've landed an internship, but like I don't know. It's been definite it's like a super unique experience. I went freshman year and I didn't talk to one one table because I was like, they're not interested in me and I don't even know like if they ask me what class I've taken, I've taken first year seven and religion and history. Like I didn't even feel like prepared enough, but it was interesting to walk around and see and do research on companies I was interested in, but then it like builds your confidence for the next year and the next year. It's a super unique experience. Like you're literally going from table to table marketing yourself. So could I go there? Like say I land a job at the end of the summer yeah. I go there just for the fun of it. I seriously think you should. Be like, psych, and I already have a job. <laughs> you never do know which offers you would get. And depending on what offer you get uh, from the company you're currently working with, uh, if you get a better offer, you might be tempted to take that. Right. True. Keep the or even just open. like learning more about a company that you don't know much about, you know? It's a lot learning about a company. It really is. It is a lot. I went to the career fair freshman and sophomore year, but not junior. And I was very glad I didn't. Why is that? It was, so I had committed to economics by the time junior year rolled around. And I realized I didn't really want the jobs at the career fair for the most part. Right. Um, And freshman and sophomore year, I went all around, went to almost every table. And basically the way that I thought about it was 
the more people I talk to, the more likely I am to get a job. Um, but I think freshman year was just brutal because like you said, I had barely taken anything. I wasn't really, really qualified at all. Yeah. And every time I handed them the, my resume, basically it was the same thing. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. You're a freshman. Yep. Uh, but then junior year when the career fair came, I thought about it more. I like looked into the companies and I just decided I really didn't want any of these jobs. And like I talk about all the time when we're talking about majors, you should only pick a major that you love because the money will come along and it doesn't make sense to spend hundreds of thousands, well, maybe not hundreds, but a hundred thousand dollars on a major you don't love. For sure. So when I looked at all those jobs, I was like, all right, this isn't where I'm going to find the job that's right for me. Um, we get email the professors in the economics department about different jobs every once in a while. So that's really where I'm looking to get a job from instead of a career fair. Um, that's a good that's alternative. Not to, yeah. That's not to say that I think career fairs are bad for everyone, but I realized that they weren't right for me. And I'm really glad I went freshman and sophomore year to realize that. That way, junior year and senior year, I can focus on those areas where I'm more interested in getting a job from. It's good that you recognize that. Like you went, you gave it a shot freshman year, sophomore year, and then you kind of learned it wasn't for I'm, you. I mean, our career fair is very much accounting, finance, and right. then there's some marketing jobs and some of the other business disciplines, for but sure. it's really heavy accounting and finance, which is what I was realizing I didn't want to do. So that's why the career fair wasn't right for me. And for me, when I went, as much as I enjoyed talking to other companies, I also realized that your school location plays a part in the career fair and what jobs are coming there looking for students to work post-graduation or for the summer. So where our school's located isn't where I want to be following graduation. And it's also not where I spend my summers, right? So mm -hmm. that was definitely like a learning curve for me because I haven't gotten an internship or a job out of a career fair, but I have got to network and build super amazing connections. That's very true about location because that was another factor that made me realize that I wasn't interested because um, I think the fans know we don't go to school in New York City. So I'll right. throw that out there. Um, I'm very much interested in being in a big city, ideally one that has a Federal Reserve Bank in it. So I'm looking at grad schools in those cities mostly, which is limiting where the career fair would lead me. For sure. Emily, every time you bring up networking and how good you are at it, like I hate it so much, I but I'm, I'm, I'm so good at it. You're so good at it, and I'm like kind of jealous. I can help you out, Scott. I'm it's getting better. I'm getting better. No, yeah, it's it comes with time. I mean, my dad used to take me to work with him at a super young age, and like I think being in that environment and just like learning how to talk to adults and like feeling comfortable enough to like share your experiences and your ideas and like I don't know just like being able to talk openly was a huge part of it so it's like when you go to these booths at career fairs it's like they kind of look at you and you just have to like splurge everything out tell them about yourself what's your major 
What are you looking for in a company? So for some people, that's the hard part, you know? Yeah. So let's get into uh, almost like a self-awareness check, identifying your skills, interests, and passions. This is a big, big pet peeve of mine. And I, I referenced it in the last internships episode, how people don't know who they are. And they almost find out too late in life who they are and what, they, what they're good at, what they're bad at. So I, I recommend everyone just sit down with a notebook and write out all your qualities and what you're good at and what you're bad at and have examples to back those up. I agree 100%. Mm-hmm. It's a great exercise. I feel like at this age, whether you're graduating high school, entering college, it's important to know what you like, what you don't like, what you're good and what you're not good at. Because unless you want to work on those things it's not going to change much in the next four years. Yeah. I think the strongest resumes are the ones where your skills aren't listed in a skills section, but are talked about in each of the jobs that you've worked, each of the leaderships and club things that you've done. For sure. So with skills, interests, and passions, I think it's important to match those with job descriptions that you are looking for. So say you're just reading about available internships in your area or whatever the area of interest may be, right? And they want a list of skills that you don't have. You can't say if you're good or a bad candidate for that position if you don't even know what your skills are. So I think this is a good starting point to just understand what you can bring to the table for a company Oh, oh, and don't lie about what you're good at. <laughs> like you lie during the interview, say like, I'm an expert in Excel. And then you get you get hired and they're like, here, work on this project that's in Excel. And then you have no idea what you're doing. And then everyone laughs at you and you get fired. And <laughs> when you're in an internship, they really put you on the spot, not in a negative way, but like they expect a lot out of you. So what you say, they really hold you to it. Yeah. That was a good point, Scott. I'm glad you brought that up. Mm-hmm. Um, Tim, do you have any experience with that? Like any job or internship, like kind of skill checking you? See, you both have had like internships in your major. Um, not done with it yet. Uh, so I haven't been in a position where I guess I would lie or could lie. Or even um, like exaggerate a little bit. Don't we all exaggerate on our resume? Yeah. I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess I've... So I'll talk about Excel. Um, my resume says that I'm... Tries to say as much as possible how strong I am with Excel. But at the same time, I know that there's an entire world of macros and automating your spreadsheets that I really don't know how to do. Um So I've never been sure, you know, highly proficient. Is that the right word to describe that? Or because I know of a specific entire side of Excel that I know nothing about, um, am I overselling myself? I don't know. I think you have to know the job that you're applying to, especially something like macros, if you realize you don't know how to write those. 
is this the kind of job that's going to expect you to write macros? I don't know. Uh, you guys are going to have more information on LinkedIn. I would, okay. So Emily harassed me about LinkedIn. I don't know. Was that this week or last week? A couple nights ago. <laughs> I don't know. And then like yesterday or the day before I was, uh, um, some, another intern was like, Scott, why aren't you on LinkedIn? <laughs> and he's like, I was going to remind you, I'm still not on LinkedIn. Is there a deadline? Like, am I supposed to be on LinkedIn by a certain time? No. I don't know. <laughs> he made it seem like it. Because, like, I think it's surprising when you look someone up and they're not on LinkedIn. But I feel that way about everything. Like, if you don't have an Instagram, I'm going to be like, Scott, why don't you have an Instagram? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But what I are the pros of LinkedIn? Explain it to me. As okay, if that's on grandma. Emily. So I love LinkedIn because it's the easiest way to connect with everybody Formally and informally. So that basically means to me, like, whether you've met them, haven't met them, or wanting to meet them, it provides, like, clean slate, easy platform for you to reach out. And I think that's super cool. With people your age, older, younger, professionals, students, it's fair game. So that's how I look at it. And I don't think there's any harm in that. Um, my brother's 18, he's going to be 19, and I'm on his case, like, do you have a LinkedIn? And he's like, chill, like, I'm not going to be 19. But, like, I just think the sooner you start, you can build more connections sooner. And also just, like, I get different posts from big companies about uh, job opportunities, like new innovations, what's going on in the market. You know, it's not like getting watching the news in the morning. It's much better. So, Emily, how often do you check your LinkedIn, like, compared to something like Instagram that I check a few times a day? I definitely check it a few times a day, like definitely two or three times because wow. it starts to become like Instagram. Scott's like ready to kill me. No, I was just thinking to myself, like, dude, I don't know. If TikTok is bad. Like it's so addicting. <laughs> Here they might get bought by Microsoft. I just saw that. No. I think it'll be the good. The fans might know whether or not they got bought by the time uh, this goes up. The TikTok algorithm is just so smart. I don't know how they do it. Better than the YouTube algorithm? Yes, it really is. Um, Sorry, go back to what LinkedIn. Made you, what made you think about TikTok there? Just like the scrolling, the checking? The scrolling and you, I don't know, you're... Tim brought up like Instagram and how often you check it. And I was just thinking about like, yeah, if I check TikTok, then I'm going to get sucked in for a long time. It's bad. I yeah, because I stopped using TikTok. But as far as LinkedIn, I feel like I check it never. May <laughs> like, <laughs> when I start to ask you guys about it, three times a year. Should I be checking it more? I mean, I think, yeah, if you're in the early stages of LinkedIn, I think people go on just to literally like you just scroll through connections and there's suggested people that come up. So you just like connect with people from your school or friends and family. So that's like the beginning stages if you don't have a big following yet. 
because mostly all that I see is like congratulate so and so on working for the same company for five years. Oh really? Yeah, you get that, those notifications. The that's just about all I get. Do you follow any like companies or like even like? I think I follow our college. Okay. Um. Maybe another three or four companies. Yeah. So like you definitely need to like be more engaged because it'll make your feed also way more exciting. And I know you're super interested in so many companies and industries. So it would definitely be like more exciting and a better experience for you. You kind of get in what you put, like you get in what you put in. So what kinds of things are on LinkedIn, like job offers? Is that what you see in your feed? Um, you see job offers, updates on people's experiences, um, I see tips on how to network, how to use LinkedIn properly. Um, people share their personal experiences, which I like personally love because mm. you get insight right away from someone who's been working at a company for 15 years. You know, that experience that I don't have yet. Mm -hmm. um, what else is there? People will post, um, hey guys, um, one of my friends is looking for a position in marketing, analytics, finance. If anyone is hiring in this field, let me know. So it's like a lot of people helping people. And I think that's a really cool thing. You know, okay. everyone on there is not just takers. They're also givers. Maybe I'll give it another look. Yeah, it definitely takes a little bit to get excited about. Um, for me, like I didn't get super into it until I had more than 500 connections. So like on your page, there's a little number and it says like 100 connections, 200, 250. And then once you hit 500, it says 500 plus. So for mm -hmm. me, when I hit 500 plus, I was like, let's go. Like, I'm so weird that that got me excited. But it was like a milestone. It's like hitting a thousand followers on Instagram. I'm checking how many connections I have right now. Okay. I had to sign back into the app because I'm not even signed in. <laughs> Uh, view profile. Scott, will you make a LinkedIn like now? Oh, right now, like live on the podcast. Maybe, live on the podcast. <laughs> Maybe later today. Wait, how do I check how many? I'm so. Oh, I have fifty-six connections. Okay, that's not bad. Guys, the problem with me is that like I'm so burnt out after the week's over. I don't want to do anything. I always tell myself like, oh, I'll do it over the weekend, and I never do. You would have so many connections after your internship because you met all the interns, the people in the company. Yeah. I met a she lot. probably does have a point. Wow. <laughs> and those are pretty, I mean. But look at me. I mean, like, I'm a prime example. Didn't have a LinkedIn and I, I, I'm still doing fine. No, yeah, you're doing great. No career fair, no LinkedIn. Guys, <laughs> <laughs> no, don't even watch this episode. One. Like, you're good. You're fine. I think, like, no, I think the the way I was able to succeed is, well, one, I have good self-awareness and I'm pretty good at interviewing. Um, and two, I don't know, I crafted a pretty strong resume that Austin helped me out with. Mm -hmm. So. It definitely is important. If we get 100 likes on this episode, one of the 100 people who liked it will win Austin critiquing their resume. Ooh, that's good. Austin doesn't even know yet. <laughs> Austin might not even agree. To no, he will. He's cool. 
And if you guys are listening to the podcast right now, make sure to hit the follow button if you're listening to the audio version or hit the subscribe button if you're watching this on YouTube. Okay. Well, the next thing is... I had another LinkedIn question, though. Okay. So when you were bugging Scott and I about getting back on our LinkedIn's or making one, yeah. Um, I, I haven't updated it since freshman year, and I did a lot of updating with like the newer jobs that I've had. And, right. Um, how often is the minimum that you should be updating? The minimum that you should be updating? Well, LinkedIn shouldn't be identical to your resume, right? So if your resume is updated, then LinkedIn should just be like background information about you. You know, mm. so like on mine, I have a little about summary, um, a couple experiences, not everything. Um, the other day, I just took lifeguarding off of there because the field that I'm going into, I no longer I didn't need to know you were a lifeguard. Yeah, for five years. Wow. I know. The more you know. But um, and like when you work at a job for so long, you're so proud and you go from lifeguard to head lifeguard do all these things, have all, right, all these flex. experiences. You know what I know? Like, you know what I mean? Like, after you spend a lot of time at any job. Yeah. But then it comes to the point where it's not as relevant. It's like when you go from high school to college and those high school experiences kind of get bumped to the bottom and then they get bumped off. Mm -hmm. But um, LinkedIn could be a good place to keep those while they get bumped off your resume. And I think that's pretty cool because it paints a picture about who you are, right? Tell the story right. a little bit longer. Um, you could put your education, college, high school, GPA, certificates that you got, um, your Bloomberg certificate, if you're a lifeguard, your CPR certificate, um, your volunteer experience. And then I like LinkedIn because people who've worked with you can endorse you. And I spoke about this with Tim and Ben the other day, not Scott, because Scott's not on LinkedIn. But I was like, I'll endorse you guys for like public speaking, Excel, leadership, all these traits about them. So when people go to Tim's page, they'll see Tim was endorsed by six people for this, four people for this. And it kind of tells more about you without you having to say it because other people are doing it for you. Mm hmm. Emily, you better be making like $300,000 plus per year when you're older based on like how much effort you put in everything right now. <laughs> I know. That's yeah. the goal. Like I, I could tell like you're so motivated. Like it, it, it should pay off for you. I hope so. But it's weird because I'm doing all this to get a job, but my goal is to work for myself. So <laughs> I'm having a battle with myself. Like what am I doing? But I have to start somewhere. <laughs> But yeah. yeah. Did I answer your question, Tim? Yeah. Okay. So it's just like always like additional information. Like LinkedIn's the place for. I think I just yeah. struggle with LinkedIn because my resume is like such a perfect document. Like I've thought about every word so much. Right. And then, so I've got that resume so well refined. And then when I go to edit my LinkedIn, I'm like, I just worked so hard on my yeah. resume and now what if I end up with a typo on the LinkedIn? Would that be worse than if I just had no LinkedIn? You don't want to discredit yourself, right? Yeah. I look at it as LinkedIn is a gateway to get people to look at your resume. You know what I mean? 
Like you want that Mm -hmm. to be the platform where they find you and are like, oh, Tim looks awesome. I want to learn more about him. I want to connect with him and reach out to him. But if you can do that on your own with your resume, you're good, you know? Mm -hmm. Interesting. It's, It's a very interesting game. I mean, I love social media, so I don't know if that's why I love LinkedIn and think about it to this extent. Maybe most people don't. Scott? <laughs> I don't, but that's good. That's good for you. Thank you. <laughs> okay, what else do we have here? Um, search your city or community of interest. Is this one on me? Do you, do you guys run through your town or, or whatever, just like knocking on doors and being persistent. Yeah, just go up and down Main Street, like, just door by door. I think I back to, like, the career fair and where you want to end up working. Yeah. Go, like, full ancient Greek. I could just be, like, on the corner in town preaching economics. Yeah. Develop a following. Yeah, location plays a big role in where you want to work. Um... I don't know. It's, it's hard. Some people want to be close to their parents. Some people don't. You have to make that decision coming out of college though. I don't know. What about you guys? Do you want to be far away from home? I want to be close to home. Like family's important to me. Um, My mom and dad basically said whatever city I end up in, they'll follow. So I thought that was pretty cute. So it's not like pressures on me. What about you, Tim? Right now, a lot of the focus is just grad school. Um, So, like I said earlier, I'm definitely interested in a big city. Um, Probably New York or Boston. So, again, with the career fair, how there aren't a ton of jobs there. I think I'm just, right now, it's funny. Like, we're having this entire episode on internships. And it's not really, like on my path right now. Um, So I'm just interested in research opportunities. And right now I found a, I found a big one at our school. And then I guess at some point during senior year, I'm going to be looking what research opportunities there are with the grad school programs. And then we'll see what job I work throughout grad school, whether it's, you know, bartending now that I have experience or if it's something, Thing more related to my major um but since i'm not really looking for a corporate job it's these internships help for sure but they're not really what i'm looking for it doesn't line up with your next steps yeah so it's like as much as we keep talking about this i'm like i don't know what to say because i haven't applied to any of these in a while and don't really have plans for a little while right I mean, think Um, about this. If you use LinkedIn and reached out to like a recruiter or an admissions counselor for grad school, that could be pretty cool. For sure. Like, um, and LinkedIn is definitely a tool for research opportunities uh, because they tend to circulate in the same uh, circles as internships do. So a lot of the search is in the same spot. Keep telling Tim to come work for the company I'm interning at. <laughs> because, Should I? Anonymous there. 
Do they pay well? Yeah. All insurance companies need economists. It's true. I could teach courses on insurance. Yeah. The economics of insurance. Yes. That could be interesting. Because insurance is like so heavily impacted by market crashes or stuff like that, volatility. You can tell that the need for insurance goes up as inequality increases. So the more that people are, the more people paying for, no, it would be the more expensive the premiums, the higher the inequality of the country. Yeah, because only the, it's a disposable income thing, only the, the richest people could afford it. Uh, there's a lot of studies on security costs and like the U.S. has a relatively high security cost because inequality is so high that the rich have more that they have to protect and they're more worried about protecting it. Do the rich have more to lose? I don't think so. Maybe I didn't phrase that right. Well, I think that they can lose a bigger percent. Like if if you have a million dollars, it's easier to lose 900000 than it is for if you have maybe not percent, but you would lose more than somebody who had, you know, $10,000 to their name. But I think it impacts them less. Yeah, I think that's what I was getting at. It impacts yeah. them less, but it they have more to protect. Right. Someone uh, who a little poor or doesn't make as much money would value that that small loss more. For sure. Mm-hmm. What are we talking about? <laughs> but also, also, if you only have $10,000 to your name, you don't have the money to spend protecting that. You have to protect that yourself. You have to take up, take, uh, take all the risks. Yep. This is um, how little we want to talk about uh, LinkedIn. Internships. internships. Uh, everyone wants to talk about internships. We should be focusing on Tesla. Don't get My most valuable talking. asset. <laughs> I'm going to make a joke. I'm going to tell someone on Monday about that. <laughs> <laughs> Um, um, so I guess we spoke about the next one like what is LinkedIn and how to find internships on there um, reaching out to recruiters and just being like an active user um, a lot of people will reach out to you when they see your experiences and skills but you also um, have access to all these employers and can kind of pitch yourself to them that's pretty cool um we don't know much about indeed me and tim were talking about this earlier scott do you know anything about it yeah i've used indeed oh really <laughs> so yeah. tell us about it scott what ha i mean is indeed sort of like linkedin i guess maybe not with not the social aspect of it it's zillow for jobs yeah i mean it, or ebay like emily said you set up a profile and um, you put your resume on on there. You type in a bunch of information about yourself, and then it gives it gives jobs the opportunity to look you up and find you and potentially um, see if they're interested in hiring you. Is that different than LinkedIn? No, I'd say that's a good summary. I've heard a lot of people had way more success with Indeed than LinkedIn, and I thought that was interesting. I'm gonna give one. 
one critique of Indeed. I don't really like it that much, to be honest. One critique I would give is that jobs or companies leave up old adver- advertisements mm-hmm. uh, for certain positions. And so you'll apply and then you'll find out like, oh, that's expired. And we're not at, I, that's happened to me several times where I've, I've called them up and said, hey, are you still hiring for this position? You post on Indeed and they're like, no, it's old. The position's filled by then, right? Yeah. And or, you're like, I just wasted my time on this application for two hours. Exactly. That that's that's a pain with Indeed. Okay. Yeah, that would make me frustrated as well. I guess the last thing is to reach out to adults in your life. Um, yeah, LinkedIn, Indeed, networking, everything's great, grand, and wonderful. But go to your parents, advisors, professors, and be vocal about what you're looking for. Um, you never know. Like one conversation may lead to another. You never know who's connected with who and who's more knowledgeable on opportunities than you may be because we are all just students. They really are out there in the workforce and see more opportunities than we do. So that's what I would say to do first, actually, is to just tell your parents and everyone you basically are close with and have that relationship with what you're hoping for. Usually the best person doesn't get hired for the job. It's like all about who you know. Which, which I don't like, but. It's weird, right? I've applied for internships. And basically you only get hired if you were referred by somebody who's within the company. But they don't tell everybody that. So I'm like, wow, if I didn't know that before, you know? Mm-hmm. And you just spend a lot of time on an application that you basically had zero chance with. And I don't know if you guys are aware of this or have been exposed to it, but a lot of companies now are hiring uh, people not based on their talent, but for the sake of diversity. That's interesting. I didn't know that. I have a person. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to share it on this, but there is a personal example of that, that that I could tell. Given everything that's going on in the world or just to like, increase there i mean you know when you look up a company the public information you could see their diversity rate um growth rate for people of color yeah it's more of like we value diversity um and so sometimes they will choose certain candidates over other ones just based on how diverse that person is okay yeah yeah Yeah, there's definitely a lot of um, a lot of background stuff that goes into internships besides just being an ideal candidate. But there's nothing there's nothing that you can do besides make yourself as ideal as possible, and right. That's there's the most so many there's so many other variables that go into it. You never know like the biases about the person hiring you. The most important thing is just be as qualified as possible and apply yourself and be able to show that and explain it. Well said, Tim. Well said. I think that's a good closing note. I have confidence in all our viewers. I'm good with those final notes. You really are. (laughs) So guys, everyone, Scott's going to make a LinkedIn um, tonight. So stay tuned. Uh, Yeah. Oh, and Emily's going to gamble. Yeah. I'm going to play. So you heard it here. A thousand likes and Scott, will 
connect with all of you on LinkedIn. Oh my <laughs> god. I don't I don't know about that, but <laughs> um, one last tip I want to ha- I want to say before we uh, end it is apply to as many as possible because your uh, chances for success go up the more you apply. True. But wait, I've got another thought. What is it? Don't apply for jobs you don't want. Oh yeah, 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 yeah true. Um, like I talked about with what I realized about those career fairs. Because the companies are going to know it. Yeah. And always follow up two to three weeks after an application just to make sure they got your application or sometimes they have a more recent update on if the position was filled or if they're moving forward with your application, there could be a second step. So that's I've always been suspicious that companies won't follow up because they're waiting. They only want to hire somebody who will follow up. I've always been like skeptical that that's a strategy. I could see it a hundred percent. So, uh, I open, so I guess I'll close. Um, thank you guys so much for watching this episode. Hope you learned a lot about how to find and apply to internships. I know we spoke a lot about, uh, LinkedIn. So, uh, Tim and Emily, hopefully gave you guys some good advice on that. Uh, I can't <laughs> Just really give any. Well, mostly Emily. <laughs> you guys are, you guys know your stuff. You, I know not even about LinkedIn, but about internships in general. Yeah. And so you can go down the traditional path with LinkedIn and networking, or you can be like me and not do anything. Um, it's up to you. <laughs> I would recommend uh, Emily's way more, but it's fine. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, uh, if you're listening to the audio version, hit the follow button and share this with all your friends. And if you're on YouTube and you're seeing our faces, you can subscribe and hit the bell, uh, and leave it a like, and you can share it as well. So with that, uh, hope you guys found this episode useful and we'll see you in the next episode, whatever that may be. So, so guys, bye guys Thanks for watching. <laughs>